shattered to unbreakable. Listen here, sweet sister. Whether you think you have one little crack or you are shattered into a billion pieces, this podcast is going to give you the resources, tools, and skills to help piece yourself back together to form a beautiful, unique, solid, and unbreakable masterpiece. You are listening to Shattered to Unbreakable, the Reclaim Podcast. Let's talk. Again, my name is Brandy, and uh, I am a mindset strategist, and I help people with productivity and just finding peace in their life. And um, it came out of me obviously not having much of that. (laughs) So I think we all try to help a version of our former selves, right? So um, I am, I guess, a coach, but I call myself a strategist because whenever I think coach, I think sports, and I don't tell people what to do. For me, I'm a strategist. I help people strategize their life and make sure that it's aligned with what their purpose is. And a lot of us don't even realize what our purpose is because we've been bombarded with what society thinks we should be doing based on our culture, our gender, all kinds of things, right? And um, and so I'm used to speaking to women. So if I accidentally say things that are very gender specific, sorry. <laughs> um, but I am a former Miss United States. So I joined a beauty pageant and won, which I was very surprised at because I'd never done many of those before. But I am a pretty stereotypical uh, beauty queen. I like to wear things that sparkle and and smile a lot and put on lashes. So if any of you have galas and you need an event, somebody to come, I'm who you call. <laughs> I have gowns and lashes galore. Uh, <laughs> and I really do want world peace. Do you get that reference? I get yeah. It. Okay, yay. <laughs> you never know with me. Um, okay. And so before I started my entrepreneurial journey of teaching people how to be more productive, I was a struggling single mom freshly divorced, not so great of a marriage. Um, I pay him child support, so don't think that I wasn't like busting my butt (laughs) trying trying to make ends meet. So what I thought was productivity was do more, do more, get more, right? You got to work harder than everyone else. You got to work longer than everyone else. You got to grind, right? That's what we're being told. You got to grind and and just harder, harder, harder. And it seems like every self-development book tells you more of what you should be doing, more of what you should be doing, more of what you should be doing. And I don't know about you guys, but I'm probably guessing we're all high achievers in this room because you're entrepreneurs, right? So you are like sponges, right? You're like, if if something needs to be done to make me successful, I'm there. I'm, I'm here for it. I'm doing it. And that was me. I was doing everything. I was reading all the books, all the books. And I was trying to do everything in the books. I found myself very burnt out very exhausted. I find myself or found myself not not presenting well as a mother, just being so irritable all the time, but yet also reading all the parenting books on how to be the best parent while I was also trying to be the best entrepreneur, while I was also trying to be the best Krav Maga master and you know, starting a relationship, trying to be the best for him as well, also trying to be, you know, it's just like exhausting to try to be the best at everything. And I started realizing like, why am I why am I doing all of this stuff? I was trying to drink a gallon of water a day. I'm 111 pounds. I should not be drinking a gallon of water every day. But because a book told me to, or a challenge on TikTok said, or I'll have less wrinkles if I drink more water, right? Not necessarily a gallon though. Like, you know, so I was very, um, I was distracted by all the shiny new trends. I just, I just, I just wanted to be the best. And then I realized like the best for who? 
for who am I trying to be the best for? And it was totally society. It's society's expectations I was trying to be the best for. And I realized that the only person I have to be the best for is myself. And I started wondering, well, what does that look like then? If I'm not the best for what TikTok is telling me to do or Instagram or, or this new self-development book. Did you guys know there are 100,000 self-development books out, published, and there's more every year? And it makes me wonder, why are there so many? As self-development, shouldn't there be like five and then we're good? Because it, it seems like they all say similar things. But the, I found out, this is my own revelation. I don't even know if it's true. I haven't researched it. <laughs> but I found out that every self-development book is what worked for the author because they couldn't find anything that worked for them already out there. We literally are that unique that we each need our own very distinct strategy in order to be successful. So when you're looking at all these things that people are telling you to do, they're very, I mean, it's well-intentioned. It worked for them. It worked so well that they catapulted into success and they couldn't wait to share their story with you. That's so pure. It's just not what's going to work for you. And it didn't, it didn't work for me. So of course I'm here. I'm going to give you my book that I published because that's what worked for me. <laughs> and it's going to work for you. No, just joking. Uh, but I'm hoping you can take a little bit from it, right? I took a little bit from all of those resources and then I put it in a book that worked for me. I was never going to publish it, but I had pressure from certain people in the room to publish these things because, because they were so great. So I, I am spoiled by, by people who support me. And that's one of the most important things is surround yourself with people who support you, right? You're going to be like the five people you spend the most time with. You need to be very picky about who those people are. And I happen to have some really good ones. So my book went from a little word document that I just kept for myself to a beautiful published masterpiece that you each will be getting to take home tonight for free. So yay. Um, and so I wanted to, like, I'm not here to tell you how to be productive. I'm here to tell you how to design and redefine what productivity looks like in your life because it shouldn't really look like anyone else's. It's gonna be very, very unique to you. And um, success should be the same way. Success is so personal. And I can tell you, I used to strive and grasp and reach for success in a definition that was untouchable for me. And I finally realized that I needed to change what success looked like to me. And now I am the most successful person I know. And I'm not talking, it doesn't even have to do with income or followers or anything like that. But I feel so successful that no one could look at me and say, you're not successful. I'd be like, oh, sorry, I wasn't supposed to laugh at you. You know, like this is how secure I am and I'm so confident in that. And I love that. I, I always tell people when I finally realized that I could fall in love with myself, my kids met their real mom. Yeah. You know what I mean? They met a shell of their mom when I was you know, abused and traumatized and, and reaching for this, you know, unimaginable, weird version of success, they saw that person, that's not me at all. And now they see this like flourishing, laughing, patient, kind, and also assertive and angry sometimes mom, <laughs> angry for good reason now. No, but I'm confident in the way I parent and I'm confident in the way I run my business and I'm confident in the friends that I have and I'm confident in um, the advice I don't give, I found being a great coach is learning to stop giving advice and start asking questions. That's so cool. Um, when I finally found that out, that is a very cool thing. So ask yourself questions is one of my really, that's my favorite way of helping people design their strategy. And so um, 
I, I will teach you one thing that I hope helps you. I just feel like you guys are all like, you kind of already do what I do. <laughs> it's like I'm preaching to the choir right now. But if it helps you, it helps you. So one of my favorite ways to clarify who you are and where you're going, why you're going there and how you're going to get there is to what I call dump and bump. So I'm sure you all know how to brain dump, yes? Just just everything, just all, you got to write it down too. Just, just all... Write everything down. And it could be for anything. It could be like, okay, who am I spending time with? Everybody. And then I call the bump part is let's cross off the ones that aren't serving you. Let's cross, like, what do you hate about yourself? Write it all down. Let's cross off anything you can't control. You don't like your nose? Well, are you going to get a nose job? No? Okay, well, cross it off because you're not going to do anything about it. You're not going to worry about it anymore. That's your nose. <laughs> I love that example. I don't know why. Uh, <laughs> so... You know, you're going to cross off everything that, that's not, you can't change it. So why, it's not, there's no reason to even have it there, right? And then like for, um, I don't have enough time. That's a big productivity thing. I have, I know I'm supposed to do all these things, but I don't have enough time. Write down everything you're doing throughout the day, the week, the month, everything, everything, everything. Write it all down. And then when you realize when you get it all written down, what's not serving you, bump, 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 bump. Um, it helped me a lot. I did it for everything. I did it what music I was listening to. I did it for what TV shows I was watching. I, I don't even watch TV now because nothing I was watching, I was like, oh my gosh, none of this serves me. And after I'm done with the activity, I take that into account too. What I'm doing, when I volunteer at my kid's school, how do I feel when I'm done? Do I feel like oh, that was exhausting? Am I just doing it for like to have people see me as a mom that volunteers at the school? Or am I volunteering because it matters to me and why, right? And so when I write down everything I'm doing throughout my week, volunteering at the school, it didn't used to be my thing. But I have such a clear view of my schedule now that when an opportunity arose, we need to volunteer on Fridays from 8 a.m. to 8.45. I drop my kids off at 8. I have to be at work at 9. This is perfect. Now I can volunteer at my kid's school, but I waited for the season and, and it fit, right? And then I don't feel guilty. I don't feel rushed. I don't feel, it, it's just, there should be a peace and a flow to what you're doing. And when you are aligned, because you know who you are, what you stand for, where you're going and why, and how you're going to get there. It also helps with boundaries. Who loves boundaries? <laughs> Who's great at saying no? Anyone? I learned. Exactly. Exactly. So when you're clear, when you're clear on who you are, Setting boundaries is super easy. Now, not like when you're a people pleaser, recovering people pleaser. <laughs> it's still kind of, it's like, it's like sticky kind of. You're like, um, I, <laughs> so I still do that every now and then. But when I say no, I can say it with a confidence because I know exactly why I'm saying no. And if I don't know if I should say yes or no, I can say, oh my gosh, I would love to say yes to that. But let me get back to you tomorrow. I think there's something I have, but I can't remember. And I'm being honest. Like, I can't remember what I have going on. So I would love to say yes, but let me think on it. And I, and I feel like it's important to know you can say, not right now. And like I said, I feel like I'm, I'm preaching to the choir. So something I had to learn about productivity is rest is productive. Breaks are productive. You cannot, unless you're designed to. Now, my dad is a very unique creature. <laughs> he is only happy if he's working 20 hours a day. That man loves it, but his, it's his design. 
I am, I did a human, has anybody heard of human design before? Yes. Readings? Oh my goodness. Coaching, game changer. I love human design. I'm a projector. That's very unique. It's like 20% of the population. I do so well when I can do three hours of work and then take a huge break, like an hour to two hour break in between. If I have to sit for eight hours, I will find things to be distracted with. Like I will. Um, today I was trying to sit because I had this call and I was supposed to be on and I was supposed to. And as I was sitting there, I noticed the whole bottom part of my kitchen table was filthy. Yes. And I was like, I don't think I've cleaned this in two years. And as soon as that call was over, I was like, like scrubbing that thing. But I had, I had journals to package. I had, I had so many things to do. I still had to do my makeup and hair, but, and my boyfriend was over, Corey, he's amazing. If you see any of my Instagrams, you'll see Corey, but I'm like scrubbing and I was like, Corey, I can't, I don't have time for this. And he's like, you can stop. I'm like, no, I've already started. I did the whole table and I started to do the chairs and he's like, babe, just sit right here. And then he packaged the journals for me. Isn't that sweet? Anyway, my point is rest is so productive if that's your design. And it's so important to know that about yourself and if it feels aligned or not. And then there's distractions where you can pull yourself back together. But that is where, and I love where you went, I want to get into self-talk for a second. How you speak to yourself. Holy smokes. It is so important. So important. I, I think, especially as women, and maybe it's different with men, you guys will have to chime in. But I think we can be so hard on ourselves when we know our potential and we expect ourselves to be at 100% all the time. And I feel like as high achievers, we make these really great goals when we're feeling really good. And then we make these like, I do this all the time. <laughs> we make these beautiful goals and it's like, yes, if I do all these things, I'm going to be like a celebrity by Christmas, <laughs> you know, like this is going to work out. And then the next day you go to do all the things you set out to do and you're like, I am exhausted. What was I thinking? And then, but then the self, the shame kicks in. Well, I should be able to do this. I should be able to do this. Why am I not doing this? There's something wrong with me now. So, and it's the self-talk. So I learned the most amazing exercise. Well, there's two. <laughs> I digress. But my favorite one is the five-year-old little girl one or five-year-old little boy one, where you, you think about who you were as a five-year-old little girl. And I'm sure most of us in here have done inner child work because that's what healthy people do. And you all seem very healthy. Uh, so when you're a five-year-old little girl and you thought you were just the bee's knees, like you'd, you'd dance in front of the mirror and you'd twirl in front of the camera and you'd say, watch me, mom. You know, and then as you age and get older and all of the, this input starts coming in, just too much information about you and what's expected and what's not okay and you're too loud and, and you're too goofy. And um, I tell this to my kids all the time. There's a time to be goofy and a time to be serious. And now is the time to be serious, you know, but you like this is how we're conditioned to try to hold ourselves back in certain environments. And then we just, it's like we just end up wasting away to this person. Like a, that little girl is still inside and she feels so suppressed. And so I like to do this exercise where you take the worst thing that you would say to yourself every single day and you see if you would say that to a little five-year-old girl or you when you were five or, you know, my five-year-old. Yeah. Would you say that to her? No. Exactly. And so why are we talking to ourselves in that way when we're still that little girl inside? And so that has been a really cool tool for me to speak to myself differently 
my self-talk now is very much as if I was talking to my little four-year-old, right? And like, that might not be the best thing to say to everybody, but you always do so well. And you're doing, you're going to do great. You're going to do fantastic. And I also, there was one lady when I was talking about this and, and we were talking about the nasty things we say to ourselves. And she said, well, what if, what if the nasty thing we say to ourselves is true? Oh. I was like, okay, there's validity, there's validity to this. If, if my daughter comes home with an F on her paper, there is a time for talking with her about what that F could do to her future, but there's a way to talk to her about disciplining herself and how she could be better that's not nasty. You know what I mean? You can be truthful with yourself. I mean, if you sit there and, and emotion eat a pint of ice cream, there's no reason afterwards that you can't say, hey, remember that goal we made that sugar affects our immune system? Sugar makes us feel gross. Our gut is a huge part of our wellness. Do you remember when we decided we were going to change? Like, that wasn't what we agreed upon. Let's look at tomorrow and see what we can do to set ourselves up for, for success. Our body is going to go with the path of least resistance, right? So let's set ourselves up to not have ice cream in the house. Let's say, you know, all the things, all the things that you can do to set yourself up for success. But you would speak to yourself in such a manner that wasn't like, God, you disgusting pig. You always do this. You're such an emotional wreck, right? And that's how we talk to ourselves, which is so bad. When I first did this exercise, I started bawling, but that's because I was a new mom and I had a, like a four-year-old and I couldn't even imagine somebody saying the things to her that I was saying to myself. Oh my gosh. I mean, one of them, I think my mine was, um, there's nobody is going to follow you. You're not a leader. There's no one in their right mind that would follow you. That's what I was telling myself. And so then they were like, tell your daughter that. And I was like, what? Never. And so now even with those, you know, I like to talk to people who don't have kids or can't think of themselves, or maybe they weren't a very confident child. I like to tell them to talk like you're talking to your best friend then. Cause you, I mean, you might be real with your bestie, but you definitely aren't going to like call her names and stuff. You know what I mean? And tell her she's disgusting and all these things. Um, so I like to tell people to look in the mirror while you're brushing your teeth and look straight into your eyes. Don't look at your hair. Don't look at these grays that are coming through. Don't look at like the wrinkles that are happening and like, you know, skin that's starting to do weird things and moles popping up and things are sagging a little more than they were before. Like, let's not look at any of that. <laughs> let's just look at, your eyes, yes, look right into your eyes and see what you see. Because you're, there's gonna be some truth to what you see. And then there's gonna be some lies to what you see. And you'll, and it's so weird when you look in the mirror into your own eyes, it's so weird what you can decide. Like you can discern the lies versus the truths so much easier when you're looking dead into your own eyes. It is the coolest thing ever. So if you do one thing when you go home, just try that. Not, don't do it in the car, because sometimes it makes you cry and you don't wanna have blurry eyes on the way home. <laughs> or at least it makes, I'm a crier, I cry a lot. Uh, so I would say, yeah, that's my productivity speech is so weird because I'm not going to give you like a bunch of tips to like gain an hour in your day or, you know what I mean? This is all about self-discovery and self-clarity and understanding again, who you are, where you're going, why you're going there and how you're going to get there. Once you know those things, oh, there is a peaceful productivity you come to because you you know everything you're doing has a purpose. And if it doesn't have a purpose, it kind of gets silly. Like, why am I doing this? I think I'm going to stop doing this. <laughs> and then you think back to those times in your life where you really felt on it 
and you felt very confident and you felt like you were in your element and everything like life was just going great like start thinking what what music was I listening to at that point in my life who was I around what was I was I doing any hobbies that I really missed doing that really brought out the best in me what kind of things led me to this amazing person that I used to be and then you can maybe trickle some of those in your life now and see where they fit okay so I like to think of it as the plants because I love this analogy so a bamboo plant has to ha like be in water right but an orchid really needs to be dry, like only like a, what, an ice cube a week-ish, depending on the size. So <laughs> she's like, I'm not doing that. Me too, me too. So <laughs> my analogy to this is if you try to put an orchid, like you, like we're brown thumbs, we've never right. dealt with plants before. So we just realize like plants, dirt, water, that should grow a plant. But we don't realize there's all these different needs. If you put an orchid, in dirt and like just dump water on it or put a bulb in there, it's gonna start wilting and getting turning colors and all kinds of fun stuff that I've done to poor orchids before. And so when you realize that if the environment it's in isn't quite right, you start to see those signs, the wilting, the different leaf colors, and then you can change its environment to try to try out what works. So I like to think of ourselves as plants, like yes, definitely read that self-development book, if something sounds good, try it. If your leaves start to wilt or change colors, it ain't for you, toss it, try something else. Until you find that one true strategy that fits your authentic self and purpose, and then psh, better be ready. Like the whole rubber band thing, you better be ready for that catapult of success when you find your one true strategy that works only for you, and then write a book about it because you'll make millions. <laughs> That's my mic drop, no sugar. <laughs> well, and I'll tell you, is it, can I tell them a little bit about Reclaim then before yes, we wrap no, up? Yes. Okay, so what I have, this is my little masterpiece that Aubrey formatted. The beautifulness inside is all her. It, I just did the words. She's like, just. <laughs> but so this is my journey to self-discovery in a workbook form. So what it leads you through is lots of dump and bumps. So the dump and bumps about what do I think negatively about myself? What do I think positively about myself? What is in my environment that might not be healthy? Um, what am I spending my time on? Who am I spending my time on? This goes through all of that. Um, what I have inside is a coupon or co coupon code. Yeah, that's the name for it. For half off the online course that goes with it. So I think with the code, the price would be 55. For It's an eight-day, just an online DIY thing. If you learn better or like video better, do that. If not, everything's here that's on that. Well, there's two bonus worksheets, but, you know. <laughs> Thank I you for listening. Stay sparkly, sweet sisters. Thank you for joining us today. We loved leaving you with extra resources at the end. And we do have some brand new things coming out. One of them we're very excited about is a monthly self-discovery or self-care subscription box. So you pay every month, you get a pretty box with all kinds of wonderful things in it, including self-care instructions, things to help you relax, like bath salts and candles. And of course there's tea. Of course there's tea. We talk about tea all the time. So you will have a tea sample in that box that relates to whatever we're doing that month. So we're very excited to bring that to you. Another thing is with your reclaimed journal, we're noticing that there is a need for people who learn differently. So we've created a online DIY course. So you can watch, listen, and read your journal and do the exercises along with me. There are also two bonus exercises in the course that are not in the journal. So check that out. 
you can go to reclaimjournal.com or you can go to stand.store backslash reclaim your story. That's what it is called, the Reclaim Your Story course. So I'm not going to confuse you with any more information than that. But if you want more on brain spotting, coaching and all the other things that we do, go to reclaimjournal.com and browse around. We're excited to see you next week. Stay sparkly, sweet sister. 